Well, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Class with Dr. Fryer. My name is Wes Fryer. Today is Sunday, April the 12th, 2020, and this podcast episode is actually from last Sunday. So we are continuing to study Dr. Richard Swinson's book, More Than Meets the Eye, Fascinating Glimpses of God's Power and Design. And we took uh, last Sunday to... uh, highlight chapter five of the book, which is titled The Cell, Genes, and DNA. I added to that and coronavirus, but we actually didn't have time to talk about the coronavirus portion of the lesson until this Sunday. So this is recording from April 5th. I did remove the audio from the um, video that we uh, shared during this, and uh, it is an excellent video that I highly commend to you. You can access that video by, by visiting the public website for our class, which you can find at uh, followjesus.westfriar.com slash media, or you can just click the media link that's there at the top. And the video which we watched was actually uh, from a wonderful, wonderful podcast channel uh, called Veraticium. And if you have not checked that out, Derek uh, Mueller is the uh, host of that podcast, which has millions of viewers. It is really fantastic. Um, and the, the title of that is Your Body's Molecular Machines. And so there are some just great visualizations about uh, the cells and how you know cellular reproduction works and you know DNA and RNA work and, and lots of, of pretty amazing stuff. So in addition to that, I've got a playlist that I continue to build for our class. And you can find the link to that playlist on followjesus.westfriar.com slash media as well. And you'll find a recording a video recording of this if you'd like to watch that on YouTube instead of just listening to the audio as well as a copy of the slide. So without further ado, we'll turn back the clock to Sunday, April the 5th, 2020 for the Sunday School lesson on More Than Meets the Eye, The Cell, Genes, DNA, and Coronavirus, Part 1. Good morning, everyone. It is April the 5th, 2020, and this is Wes Fryer with our Sunday School lesson for today. We have been on our Google, I guess, a go-to meeting for uh, a little, about a half hour now, and we did a nice check-in. Our question for everyone to share was what's been unexpected as we have been sheltering at home and social distancing. Today, we are going to be opening up the Bible to Genesis 3, and we'll be reading the first 15 verses. I'll be reading from the NIV version if you want to get that open and ready. And we are talking about chapter five of Richard Swinson's book, More Than Meets the Eye, Fascinating Glimpses of God's Power and Design. And no, the word coronavirus was not in the chapter when he published this in 2000. The official title of the chapter is The Cell, Genes, and DNA. But I went ahead and put coronavirus on there, not because I want to add to anyone's anxiety, but uh, to the contrary, I, I want to share some things that I have uh, come across lately that are talking about how the medical professionals and scientists are continuing to research this pandemic and this virus and seeking a vaccine. And I think it is pretty incredible how all of this works and how viruses work. And I, you know, had a little knowledge about bacteria versus viruses and things like that before this time, but I've certainly you know, learn more, and it ties right in with what our our lesson is today. So today, April 5th, we're doing chapter 5. It is going to be kind of 
interesting to see, but I, you know, from school standpoint, um, we're just in on indefinite remote learning. Um, one of my friends teaches a summer program and they've gone ahead and canceled their first half of the summer program. They're trying to do their second half. I mean, nobody really knows how long this is going to need to go on that we can't meet together. But um, the good news is that it, we will, if we end up staying in our, on a regular Sunday school cycle, uh, be able to finish up this book in May. Um, we also have the opportunity to bring in some guest speakers. And so I'm going to, you know, of course, uh, let you know this is subject to change. And we may very well have uh, be able to arrange for a guest speaker to come in and talk to us. Uh, we had Kurt Gruhl early in the fall, you know, talk to us. So uh, next week, unless something changes with a guest speaker, uh, we'll be talking about the skin, the stomach, skeleton, and sperm. Uh, and so we're just going to continue to take these chapter by chapter. I want to remind everybody that um, anyone is welcome to join our live worship services that we have at 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. And you can download the app for your device or you can watch it live on the web by going to fpcedmond.org slash media. Uh, also, for members of our class, I'm continuing in these things. The stuff I'm sending out via email and other ways, it, you're getting, if you're getting it one place, you're, you're pretty much getting all of it uh, as far as like your connection uh, um, instructions. Uh, so we had started this at the beginning of the year, a Google Classroom, um, but the resources as far as videos and things like that, uh, for each class, I'm just kind of posting them together in one place. So if you kind of want to see those collected, not in your email, um, and if you don't have that code, let me know. But those videos are also being shared along with these slides on the website followjesus.westfriar.com. One slide I didn't have last week, and I, I want to mention it, is um, – <laughs> As we started figuring out this year, okay, how do we want to share some things digitally? Because especially when it comes to videos, it's so much easier to have a place where you can just click it rather than having to, you know, write down the address. And so I had started a Facebook group, but, you know, it really, we, we didn't really use it and it didn't seem like we really needed it. Um, because we were going to do the you know, Google Classroom. But I went ahead and created one, that, but I made it private. Actually, I didn't create it. I, I made it before, but I made it private. So we've got about 16 of us in there. And I want to encourage you that if you want to share joys and concerns, updates, uh, things that are just inside our class, um, that's what this this group is. And, and it's, I'm not going to make it public later. So it is a private group, and it is a place where we can ex you know let people know what's going on, what news, how can we be praying for each other, uh, during the week. And I've also, it has a place for events as well. And so if you're on Facebook and you want to use it, that's that's another place where you can get the, the link each week to join our class. Uh, I also want to share that uh, Eric is, uh, he posted yesterday, or I guess day before yesterday, a devotional. And our church, I think, is doing a great job using Facebook and social media to be able to share out um, scripture and devotionals and being able to connect together. And so I wanted to let you know about that. Um, and then also, if you didn't do this, this was kind of cool. Last Sunday we had, we watched the, the live worship service at 11. We watched that on our, our television with Apple TV by uh, using an iPad. But on my laptop, I, I opened up Facebook. And so there was a, a stream, a chat stream that was going there. And lots of people were chatting and saying hi and uh, some amens and uh, some feedback. And so that, that was kind of neat, uh, just to let you know that that is available as well. Um, I'm continuing to add to a playlist on YouTube, and you can get to that by clicking the media link on our followjesus.westfriar.com site. I'm only going to show uh, two, well, we'll see. I probably will just show one video today. 
And man, there are some amazing, amazing, um, you know, simulations and visualizations and explanations of, you know, how how uh, the cells replicate and, and how, how does DNA work and uh, how, how if we peer into the human body, you know, how, how does all this how does all this work? So I want to encourage you, if, if you're interested, to check that out uh, because you can, you know, readily link to more videos and, and content than we have had time and we'll have time to do here in class. So obviously social distancing is requiring that we meet virtually. Um, I wanted to continue to explore ways that we can see and interact with each other. Uh, one of the things I now believe about virtual meetings is that if we don't give people a chance to to talk and to interact and to say something, it's kind of a fail. Uh, webinars are a little bit different, and Sunday school tends to be, yeah, I mean, a lot of times traditionally more of a of a one-way delivery. But I want to experiment with some different ways of interacting. And one of the things that I just learned this last week, <clears throat> I don't think I can do it here in this go-to meeting. But you've probably heard about Zoom, and there's a lot of controversy about Zoom with privacy and some different things going on. Some of that's because people are publicly sharing links, and they're not keeping them private. But um, they have a, a thing called breakout rooms. And so I think this next Friday, our Friday morning men's group is going gonna, is gonna to meet virtually. But we're going to meet in Zoom. And eventually, this may be a, a week or so away, we may try that as far as having um, breakout rooms. And that's a little bit like, you know, table table talk. Uh, even though we're a small group, we've, I mean, we've got 13 of us here today connected, you know, some, some with spouses. So there's, there's more of us. There's probably more like 16 of us here. But, um, you know, you, there's just more chances to talk when you're in a smaller group. So anyway, if you have ideas, if you have feedback, I would love to, you know, hear what, what you, uh, what you think and then also what you would like us to do because this is, this is our time to open up God's word, to connect with each other. Um, and, to, and to hear from each other. So uh, anyway, we're going to you know, kind of press on. So today we are obviously uh, starting the lesson a little bit later, which is absolutely fine. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. But I will I, I opened the wrong room today at 945. So I was sitting there for 10 minutes going, man, I wonder if anybody's going to come. And then I realized I didn't I didn't click on our class to, to start the class. So normally Wes will start the class or open it up at 945 for anybody who wants to, and then we'll try and um, begin at 1005. Wow. Uh, about a month ago on March 5th, I took a screenshot of this Johns Hopkins map, and they have changed the scale of it because it, it, it was becoming almost one big red dot. But this was almost a month ago. It was like three weeks ago on March 8th. Um, and of course, these numbers for the cases of, of COVID-19 for, for deaths and recoveries were not in touch with reality because testing kits were not and still are not widely available in a lot of places. But I took a screenshot of the same map yesterday, and this is what it is now. And so we've got over 1.2 million confirmed cases worldwide. The United States is the, is the uh, country with the most number of confirmed cases. And so, you know, the, the, the numbers continue to rise. And so, uh, anyway, this is an image that I thought um, is, a, is a sobering one, but it's also one that certainly, you know, we can be thinking about as we, as we open up with prayer. So let's open up with a word of prayer right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the technology that lets us connect and be able to hear from each other and to be able to... Um, find out how things are going. And Lord, I just pray that you would 
open up our eyes and our hearts to the people we need to reach out to today and this week, Lord. We know that there are so many different situations that people are in, and then it's a changeable thing, and we can't predict uh, what is going to happen day to day or, or how we're going to respond, Lord. And so I just pray that you would use each one of us, everyone here, everyone watching this. I pray that you would use us to reach out to others, to show your love, to show your concern, um, and to share good news, God. I mean, just being able to check in with somebody um, can be good news. And, and Lord, we know that your son Jesus is the good news that we have in our hearts. And so I thank you for him and this time that you've given us. It's in his name we pray. Amen. All right. So here's the big question that I would like us to think about a little bit as we open up Genesis. And the, the question is, how can the phrase playing God be challenging? You know, that is not a phrase that's in the Bible. But sometimes when it comes to medical procedures, I mean, there's a whole anti-vaxxing movement, you know, globally, not just in the United States. You know, there are some people, there are some um, religious groups that actually oppose the use of medicines or certain kinds of medicines. Can, and they'll just, they'll say, I'm just going to pray. I'm not going to use medicine. And then, you know, this is a spectrum. And then we've got, we've talked about, you know, gene therapy, but also genetic editing, uh, designer babies. There's lots of different issues. We talked a lot about these uh, in the first, you know, half of this class when we were um, reading about more of the Human Genome Project and, and genetics and, and thinking about all those kinds of things. So let's take a look at these words from, from Genesis 3, uh, starting with verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You certainly will not. You, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. So those verses um, are an interesting kind of introduction to some of the ideas here from Chapter 5 in More Than Meets the Eye from Richard Swinson. And uh, I want to share a few excerpts from, from the book, and then uh, I'm going to – we won't show the second video, but we'll show the first one. Um, this is how Swinson opens up Chapter 5. He says, if for some reason you're still a skeptic needing more evidence of the genius and majesty of God, perhaps you will find it here. Um, because the complexity of our world and the complexity of 
of the universe really is, you know, not just out in outer space, it's also inside us. Literally, it's inside our, our cells. It, it, it's inside every single organism that, that lives. Um, Swinson talks about how when a human um, embryo, when a human life, a baby, begins, in the first couple of weeks, um, cells begin to differentiate. And th this differentiation, this is why we talk about stem cells and how incredibly powerful stem cells can be because, you know, when cells are beginning, they can, as stem cells, they can become any kind of tissue or organ. And he says that there's over 200 different kinds of tissues and organ cells, but that is a mystery that's locked up in the DNA. Again, remember, he's writing this 20 years ago in 2000. He talks a little bit about the, the double helix of DNA and, and how it has three fundamental repeating ingredients, sugar, phosphate, and a base, and that there's four different bases, which have different letters, A, C, G, and T. And that last highlight there is one that just, you know, blows my mind. There are three billion such base pairings that make up the human genome. And when he wrote this, the human genome had not been completely mapped. Of course, it, it was later, you know, mapped, uh, and uh, it doesn't mean we understand everything about how everything works, but we do have the map of the sequences. And so those are things that can be used to try and identify um, certain kinds of genetic disorders and diseases and, you know, potentially find uh, treatments for those as well. Um, on the topic of DNA and mutations, this is really amazing. Only 10 percent of our human DNA right now is used for coding proteins. And he, he wrote in 2000, we're not completely sure what role the other 90% play, that it might be residual, um, you know, we're, 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 not exactly, we're not exactly sure um, why, why all that extra DNA information is there. So one of the big ideas is that this is incredibly complex, and we've talked about this in different contexts, that we continue to look further and further out into the universe and see more and more and, and see just how enormous this entire universe is that God's created. And so our awe and our you know, humility can really be, I think, enhanced for God as we do that. And the same thing happens when we look down at the cellular level and the, the, the microscopic level, the subatomic level. And so a video that I'm not going to show you, but I want to recommend to you is this TED Talk. Drew Barry um, got some degrees in England for uh, in like biology and uh, I think molecular biology, <clears throat> but he decided he didn't want to be a doctor uh, what he wanted to do was focus on creating animations of unseeable biology. And so this is eight years old. This is a 2012 TED Talk. It has 1.5 million views. And I uh, really encourage you to take a look at it. it. It's pretty phenomenal. The video I do want to show you, well, okay. And, and so there's also a playlist that you can link to. And these are all different animations that he has created for this WEHI organization. Um, that, that he works for. And they're just pretty amazing because he's creating visualizations of things that you cannot see, um, you know, in some cases, even with a microscope. It's through other, I guess, scientific experiments and processes that we have insight into how these things work. So this is the video I do want to show you. This one was made uh, about three years ago by a wonderful guy named uh, Derek Mueller, and he has a channel called Veraticium. It has almost 7 million viewers on YouTube. This particular video is called Your Body's Molecular Machines, and this is an animation that was created 
by uh, Drew Barry. So uh, he, Derek got permission to, to use this in the video that, that he created. And so we're going to take a look at this video. And uh, as we take a look at it, we're going to um, spend a little bit of time doing, well, well, I don't know, we may, we, we may not have a whole lot of time to talk about it and think about it, but uh, I wanted to, you know, just kind of do a see, think, and wonder of kind of where your mind goes with this as you watch it. This is a six-minute video, so let's go ahead and take a look. And, and let me know in chat if you can hear this. I think I have everything set today. Ah. Try again. Um, <laughs> well, Derek is pretty optimistic. Um, I, I think that, you know, of course, science and technology and medicine are continuing to to do amazing things. But, um, you know, we are not at the point today where we under even just, you know, have a full understanding of how all of this works, much less, I think, a bulletproof capability to go in and tweak things and fix things. And so what I what I think I'll do, because we need to do joys and concerns, is I'm going to go ahead and uh, stop the recording here in just a second. And I'm going to I'm going to share this video that we watched. And then there's another one that we'll watch together. Um, but I've actually wanted to play with um, some, some interactive video discussion tools. And, if, and this is completely optional. You do not have to do this. Um, but I will share some links with you basically so that we can talk about this video and then the next one. The next one, which I'm not going to show today, but I think we'll we'll take a look at next time, um, actually is a simulation of coronavirus and so um this uh there's we're we're working at developing a vaccine and um this is a video that was just it was published what five days ago and it has 4.1 million views this was published by nucleus medical media and so this is a visualization of covid19 and what we understand about it but if you understand this a little more or how we have a little more insight we can understand why it's going to take so long, they think, in order to try and create a vaccine for this. All right. So um, what I want to do now is go ahead and segue to our joys and concerns section. And I'm going to go ahead and stop our recording for today. <laughs> 